Hi, I'm Robert Jeffress, and I'm glad to serve as your Bible teacher every day on this great radio station on today's edition of Pathway to Victory. How do you discover what the unique story is God wants to tell through you? Well, I want us to take that word story, S-T-O-R-Y. Use it as an acrostic that will help you remember five ways to discover your unique purpose in life. Welcome to Pathway to Victory with author and pastor, Dr. Robert Jeffress. You know, most people would not consider themselves extraordinary, but God has been in the business of using ordinary people to do extraordinary things for thousands of years. Today on Pathway to Victory, Dr. Robert Jeffress teaches that God wants to do exactly the same with you. It starts with discovering your unique purpose. Now here's our Bible teacher to introduce today's message. Dr. Jeffress? Thanks, David, and welcome to Pathway to Victory. Well, no matter how you spend your days, whether in the workforce or at home, all of us have one motivating factor in common. It's in our human nature to crave purpose and meaning. But rather than experience all God intended, too many people settle for a mundane life of routine and endless responsibilities. In our teaching series about Elijah, I'm showing you how to identify your sweet spot in life. You see, God created you for something special, and He wants to communicate His story through the story He's writing in your life. As a complement to this series on Elijah, I've written a full-length book called Choosing the Extraordinary Life. It comes with a life application guide to help you put these important principles into practice. And when you give a generous gift to support the ministry of Pathway to Victory, I'll make sure you receive your copy of the book and life application guide. Plus, in just a few months, Amy and I will be hosting the 2023 Pathway to Victory Bible Prophecy Tour of Israel. The dates are April 25th through May 5th. On this once-in-a-lifetime journey, I'm going to show you some of the sites where Elijah performed his amazing miracles, including the spot where he called down fire from heaven. We'll also visit the key locations where prophecy has been fulfilled and where prophecy is yet to be fulfilled. So, while there's still space available, go to ptv.org and reserve your spot today. Now, it's time to get started with our next message in this series. Elijah's story unfolds in the Old Testament book of 1 Kings. I titled today's message, Discover Your Unique Purpose. Let's look at Elijah's beginning. Turn to 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. We don't know anything really about Elijah's past. He just appears in 1 Kings 17, 1. Look at this. Now, Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to King Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, surely there will be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. Now, in this single verse, I want you to notice three things about Elijah. First of all, his name. His name. Literally, his name means Jehovah is my God. Isn't it interesting how the characters in the Bible had significant names that mirrored their future? Elijah did that. He had an important name. Secondly, notice his home. It said that he was the Tishbite. 
He came from the town of Tishbe. But you know what was significant was not the geographical location of his home. It was the spiritual temperature in his home. Because what we know about Elijah's house is his parents taught him the word of God. We've looked at his uh, name, his home. Thirdly, his manner. His manner. Elijah was not a man to mince words. There was nothing mild-mannered about him. He burst on the scene and he confronts Ahab, the wicked Ahab and Jezebel, and says, as the Lord lives, it is going to rain no longer in this land till you get your act together. That's basically what he says. Now, that took guts to do that, to stand before Ahab and his wife, who made a sport of killing God's prophets, to make that kind of bold declaration. That took courage. But that was Elijah. He knew his purpose in life. That was Elijah. God had given him the general purpose that we all have of glorifying God. But his specific assignment was to deliver this hard message to a wicked and wayward nation. Now, before we discover how you can discover your story, your unique purpose in life, I want to talk for just a moment about the three benefits of discovering God's unique purpose for your life. Turn over, hold your place here, and turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5, verses 15 to 17. This is Paul writing. Notice what he says here. Live life with a due sense of responsibility. Not as men who do not know the meaning and purpose of life, but as those who do. Make the best use of your time, despite all the difficulties of these days. Don't be vague, but firmly grasp what you know to be the will of God. Knowing your purpose, the specific story you were created to tell, clarifies three challenges we all face in life. First of all, knowing your purpose clarifies your priorities in life. When you understand the specific story God created you to tell, it helps you arrange your priorities in life. Secondly, knowing your priorities clarifies uncertainties in life. Paul said we ought to be wise when it comes to understanding God's will for our life. And when you face a difficult decision in your life, Knowing your unique purpose is like a beacon that gives you direction in the darkness and even in the fog. Thirdly, and this is so important, knowing your purpose clarifies difficulties in your life. When you understand your specific story you were created to tell, that gives you a prism through which to view even hard things that come into your life. How do you discover what the unique story is God wants to tell through you? Well, I want us to take that word story, S-T-O-R-Y. Use it as an acrostic that will help you remember five ways to discover your unique purpose in life. The S in story stands for start with scripture. Scripture, God's word is the beginning place, not the ending place, but the beginning place for discovering your unique story. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequately equipped for every good work. 
Now, let's be honest. You can read the Bible from cover to the maps and uh, not find your specific profession in Scripture, unless you're into tax collecting, shepherding, or fishing. But if it's not those three, you're going to have a hard time finding your profession in Scripture. But reading the Scripture, saturating your mind with the stories of men and women whom God has used in a powerful way can be a great foundation for listening to God's voice when he speaks to you. Start with Scripture. The T stands for talk to others. If you want to know your unique purpose, get wise counsel from other people. Proverbs 13 verses 10 and 20 says, Wisdom is with those who receive counsel. He who walks with wise men will be wise. When it comes to understanding your unique purpose, God has placed around you people in very different roles who can be a great help in uncovering that purpose for you. You know, theologians and pastors often refer to a person's unique purpose as their calling. Have you heard that before? Their calling. One theologian describes calling as an inner desire given by the Holy Spirit through the Word of God and confirmed by the community of Christ. When God calls people, and by the way, he doesn't just call pastors and missionaries. Every person is called by God for a unique purpose. And that purpose begins with an inner voice, the Holy Spirit of God, but it's confirmed by other people God places around you. You know, when I think about my own calling in life, I think back to uh, my ninth grade speech teacher. Her name was Nancy Fry. Now, this is before I was ever called to the ministry. I'll tell you that story in just a moment. But this is when I was totally convinced I was going to do something else in life. I enrolled in Nancy Fry's speech class. Now, she was a petite woman, but she was like an army drill sergeant. She actually wore boots. They looked like combat boots that were laced up, almost up to her knee. And she would walk up and down the aisle while we were up there trying to speak. And she would pace up and down the aisle. And at times, she would climb up on her desk. And she'd yell out, louder, louder, I can't hear you, I can't hear you. People were scared to death of Miss Fry. (laughs) You remember, Amy, what she was like. But I took an interest in her and she took an interest in me because I felt like she uh, (laughs) maybe wasn't a Christian. (laughs) I just didn't know. But I talked to her often after class about the things of God. I had no intention of being a preacher, but I wanted to talk to her and she took an interest in me. And I remember one afternoon she said to me, Jeffress, you're going to be a preacher someday. I hadn't thought about being a preacher. She said, you're going to be a preacher someday, and it scares me to death. (laughs) I said, why does it scare you, Miss Fry? She said, because you could sell anybody anything, and that frightens me. (laughs) That was the first person who ever envisioned for me that I was going to be a preacher. Wasn't even that. Not my parents, not anybody else. She was the very first person And I'm grateful God put her in my life to say, this is what you ought to be doing. When God calls you to do something, there's going to be confirming signs, people that God places in your life who will tell you this is what you ought to be doing. The third component for discovering your purpose, the O, is obey your passions. 
If you want to know how you ought to spend your life, what's your unique way to tell God's story, ask yourself the question, what would I like to do? If money and education were no limit and I could do whatever I wanted to do, what would it be? You say, Pastor, ask yourself. See what's in your heart. Well, Pastor, don't you know what the scripture says? The heart is wicked and deceitful and who can possibly know it? You can't trust your desires, can you? Well, that's your heart before you become a Christian. But once you're saved, your heart gets transformed. And the closer you walk with God, the more your desires reflect God's desires for your life. You know, another word for desire is the word passion. If you want to know what your specific purpose and story is, ask yourself, what is the passion, the fire God has put in my heart? Sometimes our passion comes out of a deep hurt we've experienced. Candace Leitner lost her teenage daughter because of a drunk driver that killed her. And out of that hurt, she formed M-A-D-D, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. That purpose, eliminating the menace of drunk drivers, came out of a hurt in her life. Sometimes our passion develops out of a need we see that nobody seems to be meeting in the world. Frederick Bigner has written, the place God calls you is to the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Isn't that great? That's where God's calling you where your passion and the world's need meet. Fourth, the R stands for recognize your gifts and your abilities. If you want to know your purpose in life, look at the areas in which you're gifted. Philippians 2.13, again in the Phillips says, it is God who is at work within you, giving you the will, that means passion, and the power that means gifts and abilities to achieve his purpose. You hear what Paul's saying? God has given you not only a desire, but he's given you the gifts and the abilities to fulfill that desire. You know, we say to people all the time, oh, you can, and we tell our children this, you can be whatever you want to be. No, they can't. No, they can't. Neither can you or neither can I. We can't be whatever we want to be but we have the power to be whatever God wants us to be. God has given us every gift, every ability we need to fulfill his unique purpose for our life. That's why, again, Paul says in Romans 12, 3, I say to everyone, don't think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but think so as to have sound judgment. I mean, do an inventory of your gifts and abilities. Maybe you, you know, desire to be a doctor, but you faint at the sight of blood. You may want to rethink your calling there. Or maybe you envision yourself preaching to thousands and thousands of people, but you break out in a cold sweat when you're in a group of 10. Or maybe you have the gift of putting people to sleep when you speak. Again, you may want to rethink what your calling is. If God has called you to something, he's given you the gifts to go along with that calling. Yes, I know. There are a few examples in the Bible where God has called somebody to do something outside of his area of giftedness, but that's the exception, not the rule. Usually, our gifting reveals our calling. Os Guinness says it this way, God normally calls us along the line of our giftedness. Here's some questions, by the way, to ask yourself if you want to know what areas you're gifted in. Jot these down. 
what do I enjoy doing? If you want to know where you're gifted, ask yourself the question, what do I enjoy doing? Number two, what things do other people see me do and say, you were born to do that? That's a great key to know if you're gifted in something. What do people notice in you? And they say, man, you make that look so easy. You're so good at that. Where do you get affirmation? Number three, what do I do that seems effortless to me? What do I do that seems effortless? If you're operating in the area of your giftedness, it's not that hard to do what you do. It comes naturally. Number four, and this is so key, what is the common denominator in the three most satisfying things I've done in my life? Look back at the three most satisfying and successful things you have ever done in your life. Is there a common denominator? For me, I'd write the word communication. The most fulfilled I've ever felt is when I've been in a communication situation. For you, if you've got the gift of leadership, it may be, yeah, leadership. I I got to exert leadership. For other people, it may be serving. You know, in these three situations, you know, I was satisfied because I was serving and meeting the practical needs of others. Answering these questions will help you honestly assess your area of giftedness. Finally, the why in this acrostic story, learning to tell your own story, the why stands for yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit. You can start with scripture, talk to others, obey your passions, recognize your gifts, but there comes that moment when you have to say yes, Lord, to his leading and calling in your life. Romans 12, 1 to 2 says, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. You have to yield to God's calling once you've identified it. One final story. I knew from the time I was about six years old exactly what I was going to do with my life. I mean, it was just crystal clear to me. From the time I was six until the time I was 15, I was headed in one direction. And that direction was I was going to be a television producer. I didn't care about getting in front of the camera, but I wanted to be behind the camera putting together and selling television programs because those, that profession married my two great passions in life, broadcasting and business. I know this is going to sound weird to you, but from the time I was six years old, I would read everything I could about broadcasting and business. My parents would bring me down to church on Wednesday nights and they'd drop me off at the Dallas Public Library while they went to church to do my homework. But instead of doing my homework, I would get from the magazine rack every publication I could on broadcasting. And this was when I was seven, eight, nine, ten. everything I could read. And when I'd finished reading those, I would go to Forbes magazine and read the back uh, issues of Forbes magazines. I was just obsessed with broadcasting and business. That's what I was going to do. Then when I was 15 years old, I went to our church's youth camp. And when I went to our church's youth camp, I remember it was a Friday morning. It was the end of camp. The camp pastor was preaching. I can't even tell you what he was preaching about. 
They dismissed the service from the old tabernacle and everybody was running to get in place in the cafeteria. But instead of running as I normally did, I was walking. And while I was walking, God spoke to me as clearly as he could have ever spoken to me. And he said, Robert, you are going to be a pastor. Today, I'm calling you to be a pastor. People ask me, was that voice audible? It was louder than that. But it was as clear as I've ever heard God speak. I've heard God speak three times. That was one of them. And that day, God told me exactly what my specific story was going to be. Now, what's interesting is, did God change my interests? Did God change my giftedness? No. He didn't change my interest. He simply redirected them. He redirected them toward his purpose. I mean, just think about it. Is it any accident that as the pastor of this church, I'm interested in broadcasting? When in these final days, what I believe our final days here on earth before the Lord returns, God has opened up this marvelous opportunity we have as a church to share the gospel locally, nationally, internationally, and God is blessing that ministry. Is that just an accident? I happen to have that interest. Is it an accident that I was interested in business? I would hate to think what it would be like to be the pastor of the First Baptist Church in Dallas and have no business knowledge whatsoever. The church would tank if that were the case. But God gave me the interests that were needed at this time in the church's life to accomplish his purpose. And he's done the same for you as well. Now listen to me. You don't have to be in full-time Christian service, which means get your check from the church or a mission organization. You don't have to do that to tell a unique story for God. But whatever your day job is, your real job is to glorify God. And the specific way you're going to do that is through that passion and through the gifts God has given to you. Max Licato, the writer and pastor says it so well, a formula for discovering your purpose in life. He said, use your uniqueness, what you do, to make a big deal out of God while you do it. Every day of your life, that's where you do it. At the convergence of all three, you'll find your sweet spot. Use your uniqueness to make a big deal out of God every day of your life. At the convergence of all three, you'll find your sweet spot. Discovering your sweet spot, your unique purpose in life, is the foundation for living a truly extraordinary life. I believe that God appointed today's encounter for a reason. You're listening to Pathway to Victory because God prearranged this moment. And now it's time to respond to His call. Are you ready to break out of your routine and find the sweet spot of His plan for your life? As a first step, let me invite you to request your copy of my best-selling book called Choosing the Extraordinary Life. As you go through each chapter, you'll begin to see God's plan for your life unfold. When you apply the biblical principles in my book, you'll start to live the story God wants to tell through you. And to help you put these lessons into practice, I'm including a life application guide with thoughtful discussion questions for every chapter. 
A copy of my book and the Life Application Guide are yours when you give a generous gift to support the growing ministry of Pathway to Victory. In addition to my book, I'll also send you an exclusive resource designed to help you understand the key events in Elijah's life, and more importantly, how those events converge with your own story. The resource is called The Elijah Map. This six-panel, full-color brochure is easy to read and makes a great companion resource for my book. Thanks in advance for sending your generous gift. The ministry of Pathway to Victory is on the move and gaining momentum across America and around the world. And it's because people like you are becoming valued financial partners. Thank you so much for your generosity. David? Thanks, Dr. Jeffress. Here's how to request your copy of the best-selling book by Dr. Jeffress called Choosing the Extraordinary Life, along with the Life Application Guide. Simply contact us at Pathway to Victory with your generous gift and mention that you'd like to receive these resources. As an added bonus, we'll also include the exclusive Elijah Map. Just call 866-999-2965 or visit online at ptv.org. Now, when your gift is $75 or more, we'll also send you, in addition to the book and the brochure, the complete Choosing the Extraordinary Life teaching series on CD and DVD. To request this special package of resources, call 866-999-2965 or visit ptv.org. If you'd like the mailing address, here it is, P.O. Box 223-609, Dallas, Texas, 75222. Again, that's P.O. Box 223-609, Dallas, Texas, 75222. I'm David J. Mullins. Join us again next time for Secret Number 2 for Choosing the Extraordinary Life, Determined to Influence Your Culture. That's Tuesday here on Pathway to Victory. Pathway to Victory with Dr. Robert Jeffress comes from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas.